Welcome to the Simple Self-Care Podcast, your weekly nudge to take good care. I'm your host, Randy Kay. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about something very near and dear to my heart. It's so near and dear in fact, that I'm pretty hesitant and even a little bit nervous to talk about it on the airwaves. But with all that is going on in the world, with so many people out there suffering alone or don't know how to help, I'm going to be taking the next two episodes to talk about the timely and timeless topic of mental health, my personal journey with it, the stigma around it, and how you can really help others and help yourself. This is a big topic, and I can't possibly cover it all here, nor am I professionally qualified to do so, but I can offer what I know, what I've learned, and hopefully sharing what I know can hold space for those that need to hear it. So here we go. The topic of mental health and suicide prevention has made another round in the media lately with the deaths of the celebrities Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. While it is good to use these tragedies to create awareness, the even more tragic thing is that people are losing loved ones every day. In fact, on average, there are 123 suicides per day in America, according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And zooming out even more, even more people suffer on a daily basis with a mental health condition. One in five adults in America have a mental health condition. That's over 40 million Americans. And only 56% of those Americans have access to professional treatment, according to mentalhealthamerica.net. Now, that's just people that have access to it, and I highly doubt that even those people are seeking help. So these are just the numbers in America, but this is a worldwide problem, and these numbers are increasing every year. So I know that throwing stats your way is one thing, but... More importantly than that, look at your own life, the people you know, the people you love, even yourself. You can probably name quite a few people that struggle with mental health through depression or anxiety, even bipolar disorder. And even if it's not a diagnosed chronic condition, a lot of us go through periods of dealing with it on some level. I'm someone who has dealt with depression and some anxiety for most of my life. I was diagnosed in high school and have been through many highs and lows with it, and it has definitely influenced my life in major ways, and at first mostly negative ways, affecting my grades, my relationships, career opportunities, my ability to enjoy what I was even doing, but over the years I've been able to use it to my benefit, to embrace it, to become friends with it and use it as a warning sign that something is off, not that I'm at a fault. And my process of creating a healthy relationship with it is why I have anything to offer you. It's how I really understood the power of self-care. Self-care has been the key in knowing how to heal and manage this part of me, to use my super emotional powers for good. And I'll share more of what I did and what you could consider in healing yourself in part two 
But for now, I want to stick with how we as a collective community can help each other. The first thing to know is that someone who has a mental illness is never really cured. At least I've never experienced it or even seen it. If it's something that someone is susceptible to, it's always going to be something to maintain and monitor. I've had periods of my life where I've more or less forgotten that it's something that I had because I was doing so well. This is thanks to my self-care and my efforts in healing some deep issues and triggers, but life is life and during my stressful times, it can definitely creep in again. And I used to get really bummed out when I would get in another funk, as I like to call it, not a fun, funky funk, but being in a downtime. Um, But after I accepted the fact that it's something that always has the potential to resurface, it stopped being so devastating and I could just deal with it how I deal and move through it. Something I hear quite a lot when someone commits suicide or all of a sudden is really, really struggling is, but they were doing so good. How could they do this? And there's not an easy response to that. But Speaking from experience, doing well is a lot of work for someone with a mental illness. It takes a lot of time and attention and willpower and energy to get to a point where you are functioning well. And it can feel like there is a lot of pressure to maintain a certain level of doing well. You don't want people to worry about you. You want to pull your weight at work. You want to please your significant other and your family That pressure and constant effort can snap a person over time. Another thing to know is that just because someone seems like they're doing well or doing better doesn't mean they are. A lot, if not most, people suffer in silence. They don't want to be a burden. They don't think anyone understands. They don't want people to see this side of them. I think that's true with most people and our not-so-great qualities but with mental illness, this is definitely magnified. And another thing to consider on this point is that there is a certain recipe of life situations, triggers, substance abuse, and medication that can have very sad consequences. They really might be doing well, but if the perfect storm happens, it can be fatal. If you've never struggled with mental illness, it might never make sense to you, but just know that it can always be a part of a person. It can always be something they are prone to, and your love and consideration for them will always be very important. Which brings me to my next point. Truly be a safe space and bring them into it. Sure, posting a thoughtful post with the suicide hotline is a start and a nice gesture, but I'm sorry, it will hardly make a dent in improving the situation. With most people in the thick of it, seeking help on their own is the absolute hardest thing to do. The idea of reaching out is literally paralyzing, and a lot of people feel like nothing will help anyway. So this is the time where it takes a village. If I didn't have the support system I have and had in my worst times, I would not be here delivering this podcast to you today. Most of the time, they initiated being there for me. They called when they thought of me, which ended up being exactly the right time (laughs) that I needed them. They checked in if it hadn't been a while, 
They always made sure I felt loved, even if I rejected it. And they are who keep me going today. I've gotten to a point of trust with my peeps that I definitely reach out when I need it, but it has taken a lot to get me to that point. So take the time to be that space. Show up. Reach out. Initiate. Share your love no matter what. And bring people in. Don't offer a hotline. Offer your heart as much as you can. And the last point I'll make here is that mental illness is a real illness. It's not just some crazy talk in your head that you can get rid of by just willing it away. And I've even heard people say like, well, you have nothing to be depressed about. How can you be depressed? But it's so much more than that. It is an imbalance in the body. Now, there are various schools of thought of where mental illness comes from and what exactly is going on internally. But the bottom line is that it's real. No matter how it's caused, it's there. And it can creep on in and become that person's reality so it can be hard to identify and recognize. But again, it's a real illness that needs to be considered as such. In fact, it's the 10th largest cause of death in the U.S. And it's actually the third largest cause of death of ages 15 to 24. And since there are so many factors that contribute to mental illness, it needs to be addressed holistically, not just medicated. We need to stop being surprised that it's an issue and proactively be addressing it. And if you are in the thick of it right now, know that you are not alone, you are not broken, you are okay, and you will not feel this way forever. And Please tune in next week when I talk about simple self-care practices specific for mental health, including thoughts on using or not using medication, how to tune in when you fear what you might hear, the concept of a good day and a bad day self-care routine, and more. And thank you for listening. There is more to say, uh, so I hope uh, we can keep this conversation going, but I hope this episode was helpful and insightful for you. Again, I am Randy Kay, your podcast host. I am a body worker, a therapeutic yoga teacher, a self-care coach, a mental health advocate and survivor and creator of naturallyrandykay.com, which is an online resource to help explore the nature outside and within through healing self-care rituals. And I invite you to join my new Facebook group called The Simple Self-Care Circle as an extension of this podcast community. We can keep today's conversation going over there. Just search The Simple Self-Care Circle over on Facebook and ask to join. It's also a great way to relate and be in community, so I hope to see you there. Until next time, take good care and enjoy the journey.